Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. Two albums each. What really brought you into it? Oh, for me, it was definitely like uh, Sepultura, Morbid Visions, like Possessed, Seven Churches. Uh, there's so many. It's like those are the first two that ramble off. But I mean, there's just, you know, you guys go ahead. I mean, there's like Creator, Destruction, oh my stuff goodness, like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the the stuff, you know, all the early stuff. All the stuff. same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Merciful Fate. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just listened to Season of the Dead the other night. Season of the Dead. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Classic record. Gore, Morbid Visions, like Bob said. Yes. I think for all three of us, we can agree on yeah. all those, yeah. those four rounds. And like three. the earlier, like Creator and Destruction, those, those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are oh, yeah. just. Well, yeah. That... All, all the stuff to us was like that. It was all encompassed what we were you know interested in trying to shoot for like you know it was just like to us we just got we heard that stuff and we we're like wow what's going on here this is something new something different you know oh yeah that early german thrash stuff you know destruction and creator and sodom yeah. those bands were more death metal than i think they realized you know yeah. back yeah. then Absolutely. I mean, those were so, like uh, Pleasure to Kill, Savage album, you know, Endless oh, Pain, God. Savage album, you know, uh, uh, Flag of Hate. I mean, Flag just, I mean, those those yeah. albums were just classic, man, you know. Right. When Pleasure to Kill came out, that was just like, holy that shit. That was so fucking brutal, you yeah. know, like. It's it still just, brutal today. If you it is, to it. yeah, it's just absolutely. just a fucking amazing album, man, you know. Yeah, right. Okay. Destruction, Infernal Overkill. Oh, that's oh, yeah. like just sick album. Bottom, in the Sign of Evil. In the Sign of yeah. Evil, yeah. <laughs> I, Persecution Mania, another great one. The EP. Yeah, I mean, all great. We, we could do this all night. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, too. I know. You want to like, too. It's just like, forget it. Well, can't forget Merciful Fate, too, man. Even though it's not death metal. Yeah. You oh. know, Melissa and Don't Break sure, the Oath and the EP. All of that stuff, you know, so it's hard to pick just two, you know, well, like everything it, we it, mentioned. Early Bathory know? Records. Kelsey Bathory. Frost. Oh, shit. I forgot about yeah, Bathory. See? Early Voivod. Yeah, of course. Oh, Voivod. Yeah. Dark yeah. Angel. Yeah, I mean, all, you know. Dark Angel, Arab. Darkness Descends. That was another. Yeah. Not a I death metal get, record, but dark and extreme, you know. Yes. I either get a blank, like, oh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank, or, yes, it's just a laundry list well, of the bands. floodgates open. Yeah, oh, floodgates. No. <laughs> See, that's why you put the restrictions. You're like, give me two guys, only two. <laughs> You're like, we thought you meant 20. Right? Yeah. 200. <laughs> um, all right, so if you could bring back, like, some musicians that have passed away, who would it be? Cliff Steele. Peter Steele. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That dude was just fucking just genius, man. Just cool yeah. dude. Just great stuff. Uh, carnivore shit was epic. You know, just he's one of those dudes who went well before his time, man. Yeah, way too early. Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Cliff Burton. Oh, there's so many, man. There's so many people just in our scene who we lost, you know, in the last like 10 years, you know, young guys, you know. Yeah. It's just It's just a shame, you know. Right. The list is the list. There's too many to list, man. Any, you know. Okay. 
Um, what advice could you give to artists that are just trying to like get on the road? Like, cause you guys have had years doing it. We we're very DIY, especially in the U S so mm -hmm. I mean, I guess in the beginning, you know, we, it was a smaller scene because it wasn't that many bands in our, you know, genre, you know, back in the late eighties. So we network with bands. We would meet bands at, at shows like all the local guys, you know, uh, you know, whether it was Incantation or before that Revenant and yes. Ripping Corpse and Primeval and all these older bands from the New York area, Profanatica. Um, and you know, you network with these bands and, you know, you get to know them and say, hey, we're going to do a show here. You know, we'll have you guys, you know, play this show. If you guys book a show for us out in South Jersey or wherever they're from, Pittsburgh. We met a lot of people out in Pittsburgh back in the beginning. Uh, the Decatur Girls, Rotrevor, Nunslaughter. We met all these guys back yeah. in 88, you know. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, just... And networking with other bands is 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 probably the best thing oh, to yeah, do. That's you know? key. And especially right. now with the internet. Back then there was no internet, so you can fuck you find. Know. You can get a hold of anybody. Now it's just like great. You could if you yeah. see a band online that you like that's within a reasonable you know distance. If you're younger and trying to do a yeah. show in the next state over or something, I mean it's so much easier now. Whereas back then right. it's just. You know, a different situation. Yeah, and I, it's cool because yeah. then you get to do shows with bands you're friends with, bands you like. Everybody helps each other out. It's more like a brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's there's a lot of camaraderie there, and everybody's trying to help each other. Each you know, everybody else try to get to that next level, and that's kind of the atmosphere was back in the day. Wouldn't you guys say? You know, like yeah. when we first met Phobia, I mean, we were like, wow, you guys, we love you guys, man. You guys were fucking great. We did our first show down in uh, in uh, G Willikers with you guys, and then yeah. we eventually wound up taking him on our first u.s tour in 92 a couple of years after that but mm. you know so that's how that's how it works it, right you know, that works you know? yeah exactly I, uh, I find it crazy how many people ask me they're like how do you get a hold of these people i'm like dude like like that's like one of the, like the craziest questions because it's like it's so easy to network with people like absolutely if, if you like in the 80s though we had to write letters and write letters yeah. You know, weeks, yeah weeks and weeks for a response you know yeah. or, you you, know, you young kids week. today yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys in your, it was cool in your internet. You, got the, you know you call people on the phone and you know you get their number and stuff through the letters and you know and even like bob and ross made a trip to um europe in what 89 89 yeah. you guys went over to see like nihilist practice and yeah, yeah. um Nihilist. We saw Laurent from uh, uh, Peer Drop Magazine, now Listenable Records, yeah. and we visited. Uh, yeah, like Alex said, uh, all the guys in Sweden, the Nihilist yeah. guys, the dismember guys, and, and we went to the UK. Guys. Yeah, we met up with uh, uh, old uh, uh, Mick Harris, the old drummer of Napalm Death, and Barney, who was in Benediction before he was in Napalm. So we got to meet up with all these people back on that trip and we had our friend will from mortician came on that trip with us so it was like the four mo guys and will from mortician we just did like a two-week thing in europe just to meet up with people and network you know that's awesome out. yeah it was yeah. sick it was dude cool. i've never i've never made it there and I, that's like one goal yeah to get to europe, you should go man it's yeah. not as daunting as you think just you just go man you, i'm sure you you're in touch with people over there i'm sure pen pals through the internet facebook or whatever yeah Hook up with some people. Go to a festival, man. That's what you do. Dude. Should. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or it. not, believe it or not, since I was a kid, been a metalhead, I have not went to, like, a fucking festival. You have oh, to go, yeah. Go. Like, 
like yeah. it's crazy and like yeah. i know i'd enjoy it i want to go to maryland death fest you that's should go like yeah. number that's one. a good place to start for sure you know? it's awesome it's a great vibe man you meet people from all over the world there and everybody's it's just such a great atmosphere like i just wind up going every year just to go you know regardless of who's playing and there's always like at least 20 bands I really want to see each year, you know? Yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. So, so but you, I just go because it's just a great atmosphere. You meet so many great people year after year. It's just fun, man. You should just go, man. Just make it happen. I'm just sad it didn't happen this year. Super I'll sad, make it. Man. I'll make it vacation so, time for yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's on a holiday weekend every year, so you're always going to have that Monday off. So, okay. <laughs> so there we keep go. that in mind. Um, so when it comes down to touring – what are you guys going to do differently? You mean since the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, like you always learn something along the way. And like, okay. since you guys have been doing it so long, like, is there anything different that you change since the last tour? Uh, we kind of have it, you know, we kind of have down the way we need to do it now. For right. The most part, you know right, I mean? Right. So, it took a while to learn and we've learned a lot over the past 30 right. some odd years. But I mean, you know, you, you, you definitely get into a point where you're like, okay, we got a tour coming up. We know how we have to do it. We're comfortable with doing it that way. Right. And that's the way that works the best is the most, uh, you know, efficient, cost effective. And that's the way we're doing it. You know, unless, mm -hmm. you know, something else happens where like on a couple of occasions um, in the United States is mainly what I'm talking about because in, in Europe, we have a company over there in Poland, massive music that sets up the tours. They have a crew, they have a bus. So right. It's a great situation for us. But over here, um, it's mainly us in the van, and uh, we take a couple of crew guys, and, and we do what we have to do to make it work. But once in a while, we've had, you know, instances where we get together with a couple of the other bands on the tour when it's possible, and we all kind of rent a bus together, and you can try and do that. But, you know, the past few tours, it's just we know whatever bands we're touring with, they're going to be doing their own thing. So we just, we do our own thing, and, and we know how to do it. We've been doing it that way years so it just it works for us right and mm -hmm. we all come home with money at the end of the tour so that, yeah. that's the main thing yeah, we, so there we, we go we, yeah things are done done smart i think nowadays and you know we, like like bob said you know we come home with money we don't break ourselves and yeah. uh right we did went really smooth i i mean you know, we we did what forty something shows. Forty one shows straight. Forty one shows off. straight. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean like, like I was saying, we work for it though. I mean, you know, we right. work a little harder so we could come yeah, home with absolutely. a little extra money in our pockets. You know, because for a band like us at our level, it's not really feasible to get the nightliner and go that route. As as nice as it would be, and we probably could afford it, but we would come home with zero money. So you know, it's like at right. this point in the game, nobody could really afford to do that. <laughs> I know? mean, I just I just watched an interview. I don't know what it was. It's some video of Dave Mustaine like complaining about one of the uh, previous members because like he wanted to go in these luxury hotels and shit. I thought it was the funniest thing. Like on tour. Yeah. I mean, like, this last tour was like really the first tour in a long time that we actually have hotels like almost every other night. Cause usually we're like in that van driving like maniacs, you know, just kind of staying at rest right. stops. But this tour, like, you know what, you know, we're not like in our twenties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about this last tour, which is kind of like we learned, it's the one thing we did learn from this last tour, is that the fact that we had so many dates and so many dates in a row, 
it enabled us to have shows that were fairly closer together. Yes. There you go. Gave us, yeah. you know, shorter drives, a better route, and playing every day. That's 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 yes. the way to go. <laughs> right. Know? Absolutely. Oh, Bob froze up. Bobby froze up for a second. But no. But yeah. So actually, we did learn from the last tour. tour. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Great. It was like we were just driving for hours and hours. Like every show was like almost eight to ten hours apart. Like almost every night, it was ridiculous. So, so that's one thing we definitely learned was uh you know, make a tour that's got more dates on it. Uh, this way you can kind of tighten things up and uh, make it an easier run for yourself, especially when you're in a van. It, it yeah, instead of doing you know seven hour drives across well, yeah. New York from Rochester or some yeah. crazy shit. Well, yeah. we um. Yeah, we learned that having a good routing, definitely a tight routing with shorter distances is definitely the way to go. Like our first tour in 92, we booked ourselves and we had some crazy drives and we learned a good lesson. Oh, I remember. Like yeah, yeah. Alex, remember. Alex <laughs> was on that tour with us. Yeah. He, we, we had one drive from like, where were we? Like El Paso to like San Diego? No, or it was Rhode Island all the way to Miami. Oh yeah, that no doubt. But I'm talking about the night we fell. Bob fell asleep and we almost fucking about. wiped out on the road. Yeah, yeah it was like a 15 like, hour uh, ride we had. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was a 15 or 12 hour ride the night before, which I did most of. So we got to the show, and the show was in Texas somewhere. It might have been El Paso. Like I think said, it was El Paso. Yeah. And it was one of those shows where you got there pretty early, and literally by the, the time the show was done, it was a late show, and we were on the way out. It was like 4 a.m. You know, yeah. and that's late. And and then we started going and. and I'll never forget. Ross is like, I'm like, you got to drive. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> Ross gets behind the wheel. I'm in the passenger seat because we're all sitting up. It's like a nine passenger van with two two bands in it. Um, so we go down the road within like an hour. I see he's falling asleep. He's like, yo, you got to take over. You got to take over. I'm like, all right. Because I, I slept maybe like two hours and like they drove the whole way. Days, you know, so then I get behind the wheel. I'm like, all right, I should be okay. And then I'm like going, man, next thing I know, I'm looking at the highways over to my right. I'm, I'm going over like tumbleweeds <laughs> in the media. No shit. And no I'm shit. like, what the hell? And I just turned, I got back on the highway. You know, we came to like a screeching halt. Ross and I turned around. Everyone else was still sleeping. Um, there was no damage to the van. You know, we got lucky that, you know, there was no guardrail or anything. We went right off the road and we're just driving off the road in the median for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and then I woke up. Yeah. And back on. <laughs> Luckily, so it was Texas, man. Yeah. When they had those big flat medians. So we just kind of dipped off and it was all like just like desert and like yeah. tumbleweeds and shit. Yeah, it was no joke. Yeah. I can just Otherwise, imagine. Yeah. Our career would have been much shorter, really. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, tighter routing, you know, more shows, less, less uh, of the longer drives. That uh, makes Mo a happy band. <laughs> and more, more sleep. More sleep is always important. Sleep, so, yeah. sleep, sleep. <laughs> mostly, mostly. <laughs> so, are you mainly the the one guy that drives, or do you guys all like alternate? Ross and I pretty much, uh, you know, we go half and half on that. Also, night guy. Bob's a morning guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. we set it up that way because at least we know when we're both going to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, if you're taking turns and just at random, then then you're both fucked as far as getting sleep. So at least yeah. you know we know what shift we got, and we just make it happen, and, and it works out. It works out great actually, especially like I said on the last tour, the yeah. way the drives were it was it was fine. We were like no problem. It was a pleasure, dream, kids. It was a pleasure, dream. totally. <laughs> when we before we we looked into getting a 
a more stepped up vehicle for this last U.S. tour because we knew it was going to be a long one with no days off. So we're like, let's try to travel in style. Uh, not a bus. It was it was like a, a like one of those extended vans with bunks in it, but it didn't work out price wise. So we were like, all right, back to square one. So we wound up taking the 15 passenger van, and you know we kind of customized it ourselves, and we built bunks nice. in the back. So like you yeah. could sleep six people comfortably in the back of that van. So we do it right, you know, but. Honestly, on this tour, um, we were so lucky because of the short rides. We had hotels just about every night. We only really had about maybe three or four nights on that whole run where we were looking at like a seven or more hour ride, you know, and that was like very, very minimal amount of time. So we got we got very lucky. And I got to say, going into this tour, I was I was really like not looking forward to that. I was like, this is going to be a gruel. But man, after the first week, we were like, wow, this is this is not nice. yeah, it yeah. was easy. It was. It was really. And then we went to Europe right after that where we had a nightliner. So we got spoiled over there. So we kind of ended on the highest note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a good thing we, you know, we started that one first, you know, because we prior to that, we had all those tours in, uh, you know, Asia and uh, Australia. And we were flying around like every night, you know, so we were like shot. So by the time the U.S. tour started, you know, to do that, at least we ended the year in Europe where we just got to relax and have a bus and a crew and didn't have to do anything but sleep, eat, and get on stage. So, you know, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so what what should we expect next? Like, new album or are you just yeah. planning on touring and stuff? Yep. Well, yeah. right now we're just, we're, we're, you know, we're like 10 songs written for the new record. Uh, we're trying to write a little bit more. And, you know, it's because of everything that's going on, you know, we don't know exactly when we'll be able to get on the road, you know. So the main goal now is to just get the album recorded, uh, find the best time to release it, and keep writing, you know what I mean? Just keep trying to write some stuff for, for the next record following this one. Uh, you know, to try and get ahead of the game. Because once things, once things start up again late next year, it's going to be like, you know, the floodgates are going to open. and Right. And everybody's going to be constantly. touring, man. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so we just, like Bob said, just got, you know, a bunch of songs now, you know, material is definitely MO. It's dark. It's, it's really strong. It's mm -hmm. definitely got that atonement vibe, but I think much darker. So darker. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think we're all really happy with the new material and it's nice because we don't have to rush. We're taking our time. We're really just, you know, creating, you know, the best we can for this for this next album cycle you know that's what we're trying to do so right so are you thinking the pr production is going to be dead on from the newest release i think so because we've already done like three or four rounds with zach so he knows us really well he knows right. what we're aiming for and each you know when you work with a producer long enough, each record, uh, it develops, after, yeah, yeah. yeah, after the first one, they kind of lock in better with what, you know, what you were looking for. So I think Zach is already, you know, at that point with us. So now it's just a matter of fine tuning anything we need to fine tune, but it should, you know, it should be, you know, a, a strong one like the last one, hopefully, you know? Fuck yeah. So as a guitar player, I'm curious if you do this in the writing stages, do you have a massive riff folder? Uh, you could say that. I mean, pretty much I have a timeline and I create riffs. And then uh, in my program, I can uh, basically create drums for it from scratch. So I'll create a riff that I like. I'll record it to a metronome. And then I'll create a drum beat for it that I feel best works with that riff. And then it just gets put to the side and I move on to the next one. That's kind of how I do it until there something maybe 
you know, I, I find a riff that I'm like, yeah, I could develop a song around this. This riff is something that, right. you know, speaks to me in a way that's like, yeah, this is like a main part right here. And then, then I try and build it from there, you know. So it's, it's just a constant building process. But, yeah, I just go riff by riff and then try and piece stuff together. And then once I get one song, you just keep going to the next song. And right. that's the way I, I do it. I mean, well, I'm always curious on that because, like, I've lost so many riffs because I just never fucking did any pre-production. I was like, ah, I'll remember it. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, famous last words. I know, exactly. I mean, if I don't hit record, I don't remember that shit five yeah. minutes later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I'll have it recorded, but then sometimes if it's an old riff from like whatever, last year or whatever, whenever it made its way to the timeline, I go to, I have to like relearn it. I got to listen to it because, you know, I haven't gotten to that habit yet of like, videotaping every rip I, rip yeah, I do. Yeah, me neither. Is, oh. You know, which is a good thing because that, then there's no question, but I have to listen to it and try and figure it out again. Some of them, you know, some of the more, uh, you know, involved ones. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's never a matter of not remembering. For me, it's a matter of like, okay, great. I got like 200 riffs and uh, I listen to one and like, yeah, that's not that good. And I'll say, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so I have a bunch of them, but I'll go back and listen to them and be like, yeah, that's all right. Well, that one sounds like the next, the last four I just did, you know. So yeah. a lot of kind of like repeat things in the sense of you know what you were going for. You just you come up with stuff naturally that might sound the same because you know you're constantly trying to come up with stuff. So I'll go back and listen to stuff and be like, that one's great, but these other five that sound just like that one, I can scrap, you know. So right, yeah, right, it's just the way it is. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's all I really got. I mean, at the end, I just let you talk whatever you want if you want to like promote anything that's coming up go for it yeah i mean right now we're just we're just uh we're looking forward to getting together and rehearsing i mean we haven't been able to do that because we're all in different states i mean ross and i are in new york but you know alex is in delaware and uh, steve's in ohio so because of the pandemic we really haven't been able to get together we almost thought we were going to be able to but then you know each state has their own list of states you're not supposed to go to and et cetera. So yeah yeah it's been difficult and and both those states were off but they're now back on the list so you know, hopefully in the next month or so, we'll be able to at least start getting together and working on the new stuff in person. But, you know, we've been able to work on stuff separately, which is fine. You know, like Steve has the songs, the pre-production, so he's working on his own. And then, uh, you know, we just look forward to getting together and working on it together, though, because that's something we miss, you know. Yeah. Playing together as a unit. And, and really, for the first time in a long time, working on new music together at rehearsal prior to going to the studio, because the past 10 years huh. or whatever it was, we would just do it this way with the pre-production. Uh, Steve would learn the songs on his own. Uh, we kind of go back and forth, you know, with emails and stuff, listening to some stuff that he, he, he works on and stuff. And, and we meet in the studio and we never play the songs together ever until we're like playing them live for the first time, you know? So this is going to be, you know, something we haven't done in years, which is actually not only do we have pre-production now, but we're going to get together and do like a live pre-production so we can really get the feel of the songs before getting in there. Right. Yeah. And it's just, a whole you know, different... iron out if there's stuff that we, you know, this is great, but maybe we'll, we get together and we're like, yeah, actually it'd be better if we, I'm feeling this. Maybe this part doesn't need to be that long, et cetera. You know, so that I think you only get from just being together and, and learning the songs together and playing them together, getting that, that feel that we get when we play them at the shows before we re record them, which is <laughs> something yeah. you know, new for us right. in a while. Yeah, it, it's a whole different atmosphere, you know, like, yeah. I was just talking about that yesterday of like tube amps versus uh, freaking like effects processors, like music is the same way. It's like if it doesn't interact with the crowd, it's a little bit difficult. So, yeah, but um, yeah, 
I'm fucking stoked that this happened. I only thought that like well, like two of you are coming. So <laughs> well, we almost had Steve. I, you know, yeah, we I almost had the whole Steve, band. But it was very last minute because you know you emailed the other day, and then I realized we didn't get back to you. So I figured, all right, let me find out when he wants to do this. And then you had already contacted Alex, so it was set up for tonight. So I'm like, all right. So Ross and I was easy. And then, you know, Steve, I, I got in touch with him today, but I don't think he was able to make it just because it was last minute, but he almost it's had right. four of us. <laughs> there we go. Hell yeah. So, well, thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. For thanks. thanks for uh, dealing with our uh, technical failures and being very patient. <laughs> I appreciate